So welcome to the Entrepreneur's Trust podcast. Now, the Entrepreneur's Trust podcast is about the reality of the business journey and what actually goes on in our entrepreneur's mind and the challenges they face. And I'm not here to, to make entrepreneurism amazing or put a shine in it. I'm really talking about the reality. Now, we've got COVID-19 going on and it is a situation that none of us in our lifetime have ever faced. And I've got with me two other amazing coaches and consultants. And between the three of us, you know, we're not talking for anybody here other than ourselves, but we are all in the entrepreneurial ecosystem. And we have a really good idea of what other entrepreneurs in the startup community are thinking. And I think this is the kind of conversation that we would normally have around the coffee table, around the water cooler, uh, around a lunch meeting, but they're not happening now. And rather than, uh, than us, you know, talking about how horrible it is, I want to talk about, you know, the reality of the challenges and what we're doing to deal with it and any ideas that we've got. And this is completely unscripted. We planned this yesterday and these two guys said, yeah, okay, I'm in. I said, don't quite know what I'm going to happen, what's going to happen, but they're in. So let, without further ado, can I introduce to you, uh, and I'm going to do it in the way I was always taught, and she might disagree. <laughs> I'd like to introduce the ladies first, please. No, I would love to be introduced first. I have no problem with, with that. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. Um, so, so I'm Debbie, um, and my business is um, Debbie Duda. I am formerly a business coach. I mostly work with very small entrepreneurs, although sometimes they can be kind of five years in, um, but generally a team of one or two at the most. Um, and I specialize in marketing and, and digital. So this year, or very recently, I was crowned um, Digital Woman of the Year, which is very exciting. So that gives me some accolades, doesn't it? You have a, like a USB uh, charging port as well in you, now you're Digital Woman of the Year. No, but I've got like a, I've got like a, a paperweight. Wow. So if, if the world goes entirely mad and there's looting, I've got a big, massive glass paperweight <laughs> to knock robbers out with. So I'm going to keep that that says Digital Woman of the Year. Um, and I'm also a lecturer, but uh, an hourly paid lecturer, which is interesting given where we are now. And I just wanted to say for the people listening, the three of us were supposed to be meeting in person today, um, but Boris Johnson gave his announcement yesterday at 5 p.m. And so we're all self-isolating and, and using the wonderful world of Zoom. And isn't it wonderful we can be together virtually? Yeah, absolutely. And can I just uh, mention how interesting uh, Debbie is dressed? She's got her yellow scarf, uh, <laughs> her yellow sweater, a yellow leopard uh, skin top yeah. and yellow fingernails. And yeah. I say that because uh, Debbie is a character and a half. <laughs> and I just wanted to bring that picture to your mind <laughs> as we talk. Thank you very much, Debbie. Thanks for joining me today. It's also supposed to be National Cardigan Day, so I'm I'm oh. sporting a cardi, so you oh know, just for that as well. But yeah, thank you for having me on, Asim. You're welcome. Can I finally introduce, last but not least, the man of the moment, Steve Hobbs. Woohoo! Hi. Yeah, so I'm Steve, uh, and and my company's called Asking Better Questions. I, it might give you an indication of, of, of the sort of work I do. I'm a facilitator. Or be it that I consult and I coach and I mentor as well. 
I do work with uh, larger organizations. Uh, um, uh, business schools put me in with their uh, 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 clients uh, on, on open uh, programs to, to help them make sense of complex issues. Uh, but, but closer to home uh, in Nottingham, uh, I work with the startup ecosystem. Uh, I've been doing that for a few years with the universities and with the creative quarter. Uh, and I'm really interested in, in helping people make sense of their startup journey. Um, and, and this afternoon, I should have been kicking off another program for the, for the CQ um, on value proposition canvas. Um, so shame I'm not going to be there because we're not doing that, at least not for the moment anyway. But uh, yeah, but that's me. Thank you very much, Steve. I really appreciate you being here, bringing your your perspective. And just if you've never heard about the, me before, ask him, I'm an entrepreneur. I've um, worked on large scale funding projects for the clean tech community. Uh, I am a, a big time loser. Most of my projects have failed. Um, and I've probably lost around 20 million pounds on the projects I've been involved in. Uh, and I now, uh, I'm very honest about that because I now teach entrepreneurs how not to fail because I fail so often. And I work with universities in the UK and Europe and um, I live in Nottingham. And it's really interesting. We all live in Nottingham, but we're all doing like this. So the, the reason I, I got us together is because the governments around the world are doing an awful lot for the banks. You know, they're doing this quantitative easing and they're, they're thinking about the, the larger corporates and the larger corporates are lobbying government to get some support and, and larger industry groups are coming together to, to, you know, get some support from the government and they'll hopefully do something like that. But I think the reason we're involved in the innovation space is because it's so exciting. This is where things happen. This is where the unicorns come. This is where people get to live their better life. Um, but we're also at the bottom of the food tree as well. And we do it because we want to do it. But, you know, uh, I don't know what support's going to be available for uh, innovators uh, working in their labs, in their incubators, working at, at home. Um, and I think it's really interesting that we have this conversation and put our thoughts out. And if this inspires somebody to do something differently, or come up with a better way uh, to get through this, you know, that will serve some purpose. And I know uh, that I'll get something out of talking to these really interesting, clever people as well. So uh, let's let's start off. Let's, let's go back three or four weeks when we first heard about COVID-19 or coronavirus, as it was yeah. then in China. What were our thoughts about how this might affect us? seeing it in China uh, and, I, and I'll start you off on that I had been selected to go off on an export mission to China this month and my family were saying no way dad you're not going my wife was saying no you're not going to that and I was thinking no I don't think I'm gonna go but I don't know what's and I was just waiting and it, it finally got cancelled so I was gonna be in the heart of COVID-19 right now and, I, and I'm not, and we're in it right now ourselves. So that's my that's my kickoff. Um, so, Steve, what was your thoughts? Well, um, I, I mean, I, I think you you've just nailed it, really, because to me, it's about uncertainty, uh, and, and and nothing was certain. 
watching what was happening in China. Um, I, I guess I'm, I, as a facilitator, though, I'm sort of pre-programmed to you know deal with uncertainty and ambiguity. So I'm fairly relaxed about it myself. Um, and, and like you, stuff that came along, I, I, I was invited to join a team, um, uh, you know, subject to, to agreement with a client uh, um, in, in Manila later in the year. And I'm thinking, God, oh, Manila, not been to Manila yet. But, but, but now I'm, I'm thinking achievement may never happen. Uh, or, or it won't happen within the timescale that's that's um, that, that's sort of been uh, uh, proposed. So I, I, I've got a watching eye on this stuff, um, and and even uh, you know we were talking earlier, you know things are emerging really really at, at, at short notice. You know people are making decisions and choices, um, and I guess I you know because I'm used to uncertainty, I'm fairly calm about it. Mm-hmm. Really cool. <laughs> yeah, Debbie, Debbie, what were you thinking about three or four weeks ago? Were you I also think, like? I think my friend said the other day that I, I think we were looking at some other news article and I was like, but what about this thing that's happening in China? I think we need to pay more attention there. And I don't think there was, when it first happened, there was much news about it. I am, I'm known as being sort of a super a super happy go lucky skippy about person you know may, maybe to the extreme but i found myself kind of waking up at 6 30 in the morning and thinking i've just got to check the guardian live updates and and sort of constantly refreshing and scrolling and reading mm-hmm. through and and just sort of ending up in this vortex of insanity of 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 24 hour news um as the times progressed Mm-hmm. And I think for me, I was quite relieved when uh, Boris Johnson made his announcement yesterday because I was like, right, I don't have to make a decision because yep. he's taken the decision away from me and now we just have to abide by the rules. And so, I think that felt kind of comfortable for me rather than, you know, because I had so many meetings lined up. It was like, should I go to these meetings? Shouldn't mm-hmm. I go to these meetings? What if I'm carrying it? and I don't know if I am and then I make people sick. You know, there's so many uncertainties. And I think Steve's very calm and I think my head naturally spirals out of control to the point where we're all kind of rolling around in mud in a year's time <laughs> with missing limbs and things, you know. Like my head just oh goes into the future. So so yeah, I think I think it's it's been a whirlwind, hasn't it? And it's hard to yeah, remember yeah. where you were four weeks ago because it's it's happening so quickly. Yeah, um, I mean we've been watching it on the news, haven't we? And seeing China, then Italy, and you know, and and Spain, and but it's upon us now. And and we were the calm person of Europe, or the, you yeah. know, kind of pushing this away and you know doing being relaxed about it. But you know, brings us to right now where we're in it, and we are, we're about to go into lockdown phase in, in the next, I don't know, days or week, you know. And and you're right, all, all those meetings are cancelling. Um, uh, and our diaries are now suddenly open. Yeah, normally my diary is fully booked six weeks in advance, and now yeah. suddenly there's all these gaps, and I'm like, oh, yeah. you know, it, it kind of can present an opportunity as well as a threat, can't it? I think. It can. Before we go on to that, Steve, bring us to, up to date in your thoughts. How are you feeling now? Uh, so, I, 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 well, there's two sides to this, isn't there? Um, uh, it, given that my work tends to be 
going in front of groups of people um, to, to deliver you know, workshops or programs, then, then I can see that disappearing. So there's a part of me that thinks, okay, I, I've really got to do things differently. Uh, I'm, I'm very lucky that I've got some work which is, which is, is, is home-based work or office-based work because I've got, a, I've got an office at home. Uh, so, so I can, I can continue with that, uh, and and uh, and that will keep the wolf from the door. Mm-hmm. But I'm also thinking, as you said earlier, uh, um, what can I do? And, and this is an example of uh, something which, which is, you know, I can do remotely. That I can work with people um, using technology. Um, so. Uh, 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 I, I, I guess I've got to still remain calm. I mean, I, I mean, the, the funny thing is that, that what, what um, Debbie and I were going to be doing at one o'clock today was an hour-long uh, workshop on business continuity. Yeah. Which is what all the thing you know? What do you need to think about planning in advance of stuff happening? Um, and and reviewing that myself, I realised that. Sort of ticked some of the things off in my head that I ought to be doing, but there were other things I hadn't really looked at. Um, and, and the cancellation made me realize that everybody's disappearing from rooms, you know, face to face. Can we replicate that? Can business go forward uh, uh, virtually online? Yeah. Um, uh, online in person, as it were. So face to face, like this, but but and I'd. I'd... I'd actually booked to attend your your event, uh, your seminar yesterday, uh, and then I, I thought, I don't know if this is going to happen. Then we got the cancellation, and I thought, you know, it's we have to have these conversations, we have to have these open conversations, and if we can't do it in reality, let's do it virtually. And for me, this is my response. This is the start of me reacting in, in an interesting way in a way that well, I don't know I, I could have predicted I, I'm trying not to be selfish I'm trying not to put out product put out sales calls to say hey you know I know you're suffering but you know hire me book me uh, what I'm trying to do is and, and, and what we're trying to do with, between the three of us is have this conversation that is of use to people because I think we've all got to try and support each other now yeah. And we're all we're all suffering financially, however much work we've got on on an ongoing basis or not. And we'll talk about work in a moment. Mm. Everybody, we're all losing because we're all self-employed, um, and we're we're effectively in the gig economy. Um, I never thought I'd be in the gig economy in this <laughs> way, but but I'm in the gig economy, uh, and I and I like it. You know, none of us have got any bosses to report to, so we don't have to to account for our time. We don't have to ask the manager, hey, you know, I'm working from home or are you, what do you want me to do about it? We are, we are self-directed. We're intelligent people and, and we're making the best decision for our families. Mm-hmm. And that's the most important thing. Our families, our friends, we're thinking the right way for them. But, you know, how, is, how has this impacted us financially? Um, and, and how are we dealing with that? Uh, Debbie, you you are a freelancer and you're working for the university. You're an hourly paid. How is that <laughs> affecting you? Well, luckily, I just finished my big round of lecturing uh, last Thursday. 
So, mm -hmm. so that's fine and I will be paid for that and that's okay. So as an hourly paid lecturer, there's like a number of courses that I go in and deliver modules for. Um, and they're pretty much done for this term anyway. So it, it's not like I'm losing out work on that sense. Uh, the work that I have lost out on is the workshops and also going into private businesses and doing kind of one day sat by, side by side coaching on marketing. Like they, they've canceled because people will be working from home and because perhaps it's not a training is not perhaps a priority for businesses at, at, at this time in a way. Um, a lot of the stuff I do is one-to-one -one coaching online anyway. Um, I, you know, I'm very comfortable doing this online. You know, this is how I work with a lot of my smaller entrepreneur clients. But even today, this morning, one of them has, has canceled our coaching kind of program together because what she delivers is in-person stuff and that's all disappeared. So I can totally see why they've called back. But I also think that it's worthwhile that there'll be a moment of panic where you're like, you know, I, I added up how much I'd lost since 5 p.m. yesterday and it's 1.30 today and it's 2,380 quid. Although we might discuss that in a minute because Steve has got a different yeah. idea. Yes. Um, but it, it's really, it, you do panic because you're like, God damn, look at all that. But I do then think after that, maybe walk around the garden or something, go for a walk, come back and then think, right, well, as an entrepreneur, sometimes it feels like we can make money out of thin air. And I think we're in a much better situation than maybe somebody works for an airline and has just lost their job. Mm. One, I've been saving up my tax money so I can decimate that. <laughs> I mean, it means I'll have no money for my tax come January 2021, but that's a way off now, you know. So I know that I've got money to sustain me for like eight months if I earn zero, which is not likely. So we've got generally got some money in the bank, but also we've got the capability of thinking differently about things. And and maybe whatever we normally offer, can we deliver it in a different way? Or can we package it in a different way? Or can it be for a slightly different audience? So while it's terrifying, there are some opportunities there as well, aren't there? You know, there's yeah, always there a are. silver lining. So. Yeah. Although I have bought some potatoes and lots of seeds and I'm quite looking forward to a few afternoons learning how to dig for victory, uh, we're going to start growing our own veg. You know. Excellent. But that sounds nice also, doesn't it? Free time. Whoever gets free time as a business owner. You know, oh, my, yeah. hour, my days are cram-packed normally and I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe I'll take a creative writing course. Can I, can I just illustrate for our, our dear listener that we're talking about how we've been affected our income's been affected yeah. and I, I'm seeing two really really calm happy people that show <laughs> no signs of any stress whatsoever which is amazing but Steve how's it affecting you uh, so yes cancellations uh, gigs that aren't going to go ahead um, uh, I, I, it's good I, I haven't done the, the exercise that, that Debbie's done um, and maybe I ought to but as I say, there, there is some stuff which I'm contracted to do, which is which is home-based development anyway, and, and I can do it with remote linking with people, uh, uh, you know, phone and 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 uh, online. Um, the gigs, yeah, that that's that's more challenging, um, and and I think you know it would get tricky in about three or four months in terms of my delivery of work. 
but like Debbie, you know, you, you've got to plan ahead with these things um, and, 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 and having some cash available for uh, contingency is, is important. Uh, uh, so it, it's, it's not going to cripple me. I mean, you know, ask me again in six months, but, but in six months, I'll be doing something different. If, yeah. if this is how it's going to be. And, 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 and that's why, you know, that calm look on the faces actually, I mean, just talking to you guys and, and some conversations I had earlier with another group of people who mostly earn money in front of groups of other people. Who, who, and we were talking about um, looking at it as, as an opportunity, not one where we can, we can rip people off, but, but where we might adjust the service we provide. Because people have new needs now. They're working yeah. from home. They still want to. I mean, you talk about maybe not want to do the training, but 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 we were talking earlier about organisations that had got workshop planning workshops mm-hmm. that they were going to do face to face. They still want to do the planning. You know, this is this is next year. Things yeah. haven't come to an end. They've just changed. Yeah. So so what can we do as people who support others making good choices and good decisions? What can we do differently? So I see that as a as an opportunity, um, yeah. but but it means doing more of this, this this standing in front of a screen and and talking into a microphone. Um, yeah, and, and as you a know, way I, of being safe, and, and and but also as a way of of adding value. Well, I, I think in the states they use video conferencing to do coaching calls and events a lot lot more, and mm-hmm. you know, and I've been I'm in some speaking groups and you hear about this stuff and. I, and I'm thinking, I don't know if it's going to work here, but we don't have any bloody choice. Yeah, it's, it's going to have to work. So yeah, I've got some, saying I, already that that you know you do your your one to ones, you do your stuff online. I mean, I've I've been doing for the last two or three years. I've been doing uh, webinars um, mm-hmm. uh, online with with disparate teams across the globe. You know, and and, right. and you know, fifteen twenty in in a on a virtual space. So. I, I know it, you know, yep. how it works. It's just that we've now got a huge tranche of people who've never had to consider it before. Yeah. But it might be the only way of communicating. I okay. think the fear is as well when I talk to people is that that there will be something lost and that it isn't as maybe intimate as being one-to-one with somebody. And obviously there are elements that are lost, but when I, you know, I'm a very touchy, I like touching people and I like, you know, hello and I'll, you know, I want to give people a hug when I work with them and stuff, you know, that's kind of, you know, very much my way. But when I first did the coaching online, I was really shocked at how it could still be really intimate and Mm -hmm. how people would still talk really openly about their lives and maybe even cry online and then you'd be crying too. And, you know, they might be in another country. And I just thought, we can still be really human. We're still connected, even if we're not in the same room. And it shocked me how much it worked. And I, I think for those people who haven't tried it, we're just terrified of, of new things, aren't we? Um, yeah, we are. But our, our hands are kind of forced a little bit now, like Steve said. So, you know, it's the way of doing new things. And we evolve. That's that's what we do, isn't it, as humans? So. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're entrepreneurs. We're here because we are creative people. And, yeah. um, you know, this is our time to, to stand up and be innovative. And if we just hand back and wait for things to happen for us, nothing's going to progress. For me, in my business, you know, I, I've got some courses that I'm, I'm just kind of starting out in my speaking career. You know, just finishing my 
my showroom, my website, and I was just about to start pitching. I've got some events booked and they've canceled. Um, I've got some coaching booked, uh, one's canceled. I have some, you know, uh, and I'm not going to be going out pitching to too many new opportunities right now because they're going to be worrying about their job. So yeah. I'm in my process of converting my one-on-one, one-to-many business to an online uh, model. And and I, f- f- there's a couple of projects that I wanted to do, but I, I haven't been able to. One was write a book, and I just started now's a conversation. Yeah, now's the time. <laughs> so I, I started a conversation with the friend that I, I want to write a book with because I thought I don't want to do it on my own because it's a solitary environment project so i found a, a i've got a friend and we have a, a similar kind of approach she's got complementary skills so we're going to collaborate on a on a book and we'll probably do it remotely like this so mm-hmm. we both got the book uh, idea and we'll develop it because i think if i don't do something creative or something to prepare me for the step after this yeah then I, then I, there'll be a void and and we have to keep ourselves moving because we'll get through this there will be life afterwards and what we do now is going to start us on that pathway to that next point and i mean for me i i have to be i i want to put myself i want to show that i'm available for business without being pushy i also want to add value to the people that are going through challenges as well and my speciality is going through the tough times so I'm going to put out some stuff on LinkedIn and offer myself for free at no cost for conversations with people who are going through difficult times. And if that leads to some work, great. If it helps people get through some of the challenges, great. But I've, I've got to keep adding value to the world. Yeah. Yeah. So just, just I mean, it's interesting. Um, the sort of thing you've just described the scene is the way i've always got business uh-huh i, I mean i i, I you know it, i mean i don't promote it as i always give you my time for free yeah but i always spend time with people when i meet them when i'm networking mm-hmm. uh, i have a conversation uh so so to a certain extent you're you're just i mean I, and, and i know because you and i met that's how we, yeah, met. we got together you we had an hour in Costa, and we had a chat, and on the view, in with a view that we, you know, we might do something together. Hey, we're doing something together. Yeah. <laughs> so to a certain extent, I, 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 I yeah, there's got to be a mindset change, I think, but but that's more in terms of process. I don't think the intent should necessarily change, because um, mm-hmm. you still you want mean? to support people, you want to find people, you want to, you want to. Uh, 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 you know, enable them to to do what they want to do, um, I, I, but but the mindset is interesting because I, I, you know, we're all three very positive and optimistic people. I think we, we, we you know, I, I certainly well, both of you. That's my. Well, I think Debbie's Debbie's more positive than all of us put together. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but you've not but, seen me in my darkest hour of going. What are we going to do? <laughs> no, like, but I've seen you in your happy moments, and you are, you know, you're definitely. Way up there, which is <laughs> wonderful. I I also, I have a like, I don't know. So just, just to go to that, because I had another thing. I'm doing a really similar thing. I have a network called the Blue Stockings Group. We're going to do a big group 
live coaching call on Friday to talk about how you might be able to take your business online and I might stick out like a free webinar today and I think as businesses you're always giving away some content for free anyway aren't you you're trying to help people if I went to a networking event that would be two hours of my free time talking yeah. to people so it's just how do we do that in real time it's not necessarily I'm giving it away for free it's like I just we need to contact with each other and if I can help you yeah. and then maybe you want to carry on working with me and follow that up then so be it and if I help you and you don't then I've helped you and that makes us yeah, all feel absolutely. good anyway doesn't it so I think that's important but um I, yeah I don't know what I was going to talk about my positivity oh yeah that's it like the worst generally never happens, does it? You know, I, I've got my own personal story of kind of being on income support and a single mum and having cancer. Mm -hmm. Like, as long as it doesn't get that bad again, <laughs> it's gonna be all right. Because that was all right, you know. I was living in a rented small tiny house and living off the will of the conservative government and, you know, having chemotherapy. But there were still moments of joy in that in yeah. that experience anyway. And I think, yeah. We're going yeah. to be okay. We're, gen we're generally going to be okay. It's going to be a rough ride. It's going yeah. to make an interesting story. It's going to go down in history books as a period mm -hmm. of time. You know, we're living in history, aren't we? And, and people will talk about this. And this has never happened in any of our lifetimes or our grandparents' lifetimes. So it's interesting. But like you said, Asim, we will get through it. it you know. Yeah, it will. And, and that, what you said, just gives, gives a bit of context to what we're feeling because you know, there's always people that are suffering more. Yeah, us. what about people in Yemen or Libya or people God, in yeah. refugee camps also dealing with this at the same time? I have a warm home. I have lots of tin tomatoes in the cupboards. You know, it's okay. You know, I've got savings. I think there are people much worse off. Um, mm -hmm. But if I can help some of those people that are much worse, worse off as well, you know, who who knows? Maybe maybe we'll become ambulance drivers and things in the end of this. Like yeah, it may before. well be. Like, how can we help each other? How can we help our neighbours? How can we use our time kind of mm -hmm. for the community, you know, for the good of people? Yeah, and, and that's starting to come out. I mean, I, I'm seeing things on on posts as of notices you can post through people's doors to say mm. if you need me you know and, and we knocked on a um a neighbors who are pensioners and and just said you know we're here if you need us we gave them their number and it's great to see that that community spirit come yeah. out because i think that's when britain is at it is best when we start start letting go of ourselves and start caring about our neighbors because you know that's what we really are about now i mean i can see that rationing is going to happen you know you know yeah, of course yeah i mean it's already i i'm a i i don't really like milk I, I like drinking oat milk and i went to asda this morning you could only buy one oat milk i mean oh once my, my family's had cereal and a few cups of tea that's 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 it that's gone so it's like oh i've got to go to asda every day and buy my one oat milk so i'll send you a, send you a recipe for making your own oat milk all you need is oats and water that's brilliant you talked about the financial aspects of that and i don't want to underplay how how important that is because we are losing money here and other people are losing money here yeah and that's really stressful it's i think it's really hard to be creative when you have i can't pay my bills eating away at the back of your head because it's such a 
it's such we, we need to look after ourselves we need to be able to feed our children we need to be able to pay our bills and i think once that becomes your primary concern i think at that point it's really difficult for entrepreneurs to be creative or just general people to be creative yeah. um that that niggle can become a can become a scream can't it but we don't really have much to spend money on at the moment you know i can't go out on a date i can't go to the pub i can't no point people, buying yeah. a new dress i haven't yeah. got any conferences to speak at you know i'm just gonna roll around at home so also our outgoings i imagine have shrunk a lot for people as well well i'm i'm going to switch my petrol to a zoom subscription and i was thinking <laughs> you know what i'm i'm still going to be better off because my petrol bill is you know more than the zoom bill so yeah for yeah. sure yeah absolutely but you know how how are we how are you coping with those cancellations debbie i mean you said you've lost you know yeah you've lost these bookings well we were having a discussion about this and i said how let's do this now so steve i was running a workshop this morning supposedly mm -hmm. and then steve and i were running a joint workshop together and my my thinking was well i've just lost the money i've just lost it mm -hmm. and i totted it all up and the clients that cancelled and the future cancellations and i thought oh shit. and i just sort of thought well it's not anybody's fault Yep. You know, the creative quarter didn't create COVID-19. I presume they will carry on employing me after the, the point. I'm not going to charge them for this. But then what what did you... Steve has got a totally different point of view. Yeah. So yeah, what Steve. have you decided yeah, to do? On. So, so if, if, a, if a client has booked me um, and I've put it in the diary, time that, that is, is for them, that I can never sell to anybody else. And once it's gone, it's gone. I mean, it's one thing that we need to be clear about. Our time, it, it doesn't add on the end. We haven't got it, you know. Mm. So, so less than 24 hours notice, um, a, a client should pay for my time because they booked it, you know, it's theirs. The fact that, that, that they can't use that time uh, for whatever reason, and, and is this me taking advantage? Well, you could turn it on its head and say, well, that's them taking advantage because they've still got the money. Yeah, they've still got the money. Um, so I, actually, it, it's not as simple as that because what I've, I've suggested they do is is uh, um, uh, my fees for, for this and, and developing some some materials is um, I'll turn it into a webinar form. They can stream it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that they get something out of it as well. Um, but, I, you know, if you were advising, so would you be advising people who run a business um, not to pay people? And, no. I mean, you know, small, small businesses who, who have booked a service, which doesn't happen, but, but the terms and conditions are that you, you should pay. If they don't happen because of this, should they not ask for the money? That's what's going to pay their bills and that's what's going to pay for their kids' clothes and that's what's going to pay you know so so i think we have a responsibility uh, um uh you know in there somewhere for some some equity um uh, and and you know people should pay for services that they booked i mean yeah. I've, I've got a purchase order for a for a gig that's been been um uh cancelled uh, postponed in april the purchase order has been issued they expect a, a bill from me the fact that it's changed because of this, they, you know, that, that's, yeah. the money's I mean, been look, allocated to it. From, from a contractual point of view, there's a contract, there's an offer, there's an acceptance. 
and there's a contract and if they cancel and if it's for good reason but you can't do anything else with your time then you have to charge for that whether you charge the whole amount yeah sure or not yeah. is another matter um and uh, and i think we should be careful about you know relationships because if it's a relationship based upon trust it's a two-way aspect uh, sure. relationship it in is. that you know okay you you can't deliver but you can do something else and you know by cutting you off um that doesn't create an awful lot of trust back to us as as as, as contractors yeah. and as entrepreneurs and as speakers so you know i i think we have to be very careful about how we manage that situation mm-hmm. but you know if they are going to be really hard with us right now then are we really going to be wanting to work with them when the good times come back because there'll be other relationships we would have built instead yeah, yeah. i think for me that the the reason i've not particularly charged them or, or i will go and have a conversation with them now and go Ooh. uh is just because i think well i've worked with them over a number of years they've Put, there's a lot of goodwill there they've put a lot of work my way you know at some points I've been doing two workshops a month for these guys like over a really long period of time I know that once this dies down I will be a preferred supplier again and I suppose my my reasoning is, of not charging is that that money will still be in the pot that I can access later and maybe they'll look at me through shiny rose-tinted glasses yeah. like oh Debbie's great yeah. But we, but yeah, doing, perhaps I can, you know, I have said perhaps we can deliver it on the line the same way as Steve. Mm-hmm. So then those, that work put into those slides isn't, isn't wasted. But it was all supposed to, also supposed to be a three hour workshop. I don't think anybody wants to sit through a three hour webinar. And that's the difference, isn't it? Like, you know, doing a, a day long training, you can't translate that into a day long webinar. It's, it's, you can only concentrate for so long in this format, I think, you know, because if you're sat somewhere, you can go up, you can get a cup of tea, you can do things. Your concentration is 100% on what people are saying in this online space. So also the way that we deliver stuff will have to be in shorter chunks, I think, over periods of time, because I don't want to talk at a screen for three hours either, you know. <laughs> no, I would want to yeah. listen to you. Yeah, it's not fun for either party, is it? Yeah. So You're also, absolutely right. We would need to think about the delivery and how we deliver things. And is that in chunks or do we just, I don't know, deliver the bare bones and there's less chatter? Or Yeah, I think so I was with, with somebody earlier on, on this other call I was on and they were saying, oh, it's just not going to be the same. It's not going to be as good. And I think that's the challenge, which is because I said, well, and maybe what you have to do is not just think about the process as well, but how you sequence stuff. Maybe you get yeah. people to do stuff in advance. Maybe you, mm-hmm. if they need to do some creative thinking, task it that to them in advance. But I also said, and I think this is really true, is be positive about it. Be, yeah. be, be and, and talk to people about, look, this is going to be an experiment. I, I know how the technology works, but, mm-hmm. but how we get this group to be effective can, yeah. can we experiment together? Because mm-hmm. we need to share the responsibility. I think we, you know, we, 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 you know, there were people on the call earlier who thought, oh, we need to be the experts. We need to present ourselves as no. And I'm saying, no, no, no. Why? Because actually, this is new territory. You know? Yeah, yeah, so that's right. We do this collectively. 
um, and, and, and we bring what we can bring, but we also say, let's work on it, let's feedback, let's let's mm. tweak it, let's let's see what works and 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 let's let's move towards whatever your objective is, which is a plan or a, or, or a, a, you know some some outcome of some sort. Well, so I think our mindset has to be quite different as well. It does. I mean, we are effectively helping other businesses make progress. And I can imagine on the other side, the challenges they're facing, they're thinking, I had all those challenges. I'm, now I've got COVID-19 as well. Yeah. And, I, and, and if I was one of those, I mean, I'm, a, I'm still an entrepreneur. I've still got other businesses that I'm working on. And, and I've got to make progress on them. And I, I'll, and, and I will still need to make progress, you know. Mm -hmm. It just so happens our the model that the three of us share is this kind of one on one, one on many, and now one on one online to many or one. Um, yeah, that's brought us all together. But yeah, I mean, I can imagine that our clients, entrepreneurs, still have to make progress, mm. and they are still going to need some support. And yeah, you can't just stop and go. Well, I'm going to, especially at this time. I think having a coach and having somebody to talk through ideas with is is vital because especially if you're you're alone but i think there's i think there's certain businesses that are definitely going to struggle like airlines i mean you can't yeah. you can't virtually airline anything can you which is interesting um but one of my clients runs a bricks and mortar store you know bricks and mortar can turn into online shopping and that's something that we've been working on for a while and the website is now good so it's like well, you can't go to that uh, kind of, I don't know, it's like a big expo, which would cost you a thousand pounds to have a stand, but maybe we can use that thousand pounds that you would use at that expo to have a play around with Facebook ads to get more customers onto your website. So it's trying to think creatively about, well, what would I ordinarily do? And she's like, oh yeah. And I was like, actually, you might make more money if you put a thousand pounds into Facebook ads and you make them work than if you went to the expo anyway. And that's not three of your members of staff's time driving all the way to Cheltenham and hiring a van and all the extra costs of going yeah. to an expo you're literally just you know doing that and people that run workshops you know what we will need locked in our houses is some sense of community so if you do workshops can you package out this is what you need for the workshop you know we're going to do I don't know, cross stitching or something. Here's your cross stitching kit. I'll post it out a week later. We'll all get together and we'll do it together. So I yeah. think there's really creative ways that businesses can, can think about what they're doing. Maybe we'll end up watching operas that are happening in theatres from our homes. Like you can watch an opera at the cinema. You know, maybe that will be a thing that happens also. So I think it's yeah. not the end for lots of businesses. It's just how do we do this differently? You know, if you if you sell beer, could you do beer takeout? Mm -hmm. You know, if I if I love a beer on a Friday night and I can't get to the pub, could you, you know, work with Uber and bring me a pint of beer? Oh my God, we're, we're suggesting an Uber uh, off license. <laughs> Uber off license. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah, but yeah. you know, or you know, if you're a really posh restaurant. I don't, you know, I'm an all right cook, but there's there's once in a while when I want a Michelin-starred restaurant. If the Michelin-starred restaurant could bring the Michelin-starred food to me, we would pay for that. Yeah. You know, because as great as Just Eats and Uber Eats is, the average British takeaway is shockingly terrible. Yeah. You know, it's just mush. So I, you know, maybe takeaway standards will be raised. So if you're kind of in the restaurant or the or the pub industry, 
could you deliver that in a slightly different way? Yeah. So well, deli- what deliver- we're enc- thinking about what that. we're encouraging is look at the fundamentals of your business. Yeah. And forget about the delivery models for a moment. Just think, yeah. forget about them. Put them yeah. aside and think about that relationship with your customer. Yeah. And, and and how that could happen in this new in this new economy. Mm-hmm. Well, I, and particularly talk to your customer. I, I mean, yeah. a customer may may have thoughts about how how they might you know might like to receive your service or your product. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of the you know you know if, you, if we'd done this seminar earlier is is one of the key things. How do you talk to people? Have you talked yeah. to your customers? How do you talk to your suppliers? You know, what are they going to be able to continue to supply you with whatever it is? And 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 you need to you know your key resources, your key activities. Can you still deliver them? And 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 they're questions you really need to do in a calm way, don't you know? Because because when you ask those questions, you might find that they've customers have got good ideas, your suppliers have got good ideas, um, yeah. And 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 have an open mind, you know. It's yeah. going to go yeah. on for some time. Really so you don't need to panic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you haven't got two or three months, and and, and Debbie, we're talking about even longer than that of of. Uh, of, of cash to keep you going, then you need to talk to your bank and you need to, to you know, you need to look at other funding sources because, you know, if, if you're starting up or running a business, it is about business survival. Um, yeah. It's a shame that you're having, you're thinking about it now rather than, you know, when you started your business, but hey, that's how people are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not generally looking at the worst case scenario, are we? We're enjoying the good times and then going, ah, when we hit yeah. a wall. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I think it's really important that we start thinking about things could get really bad. I mean, let's not get, I don't want to get dramatic about it, but if, if this continues for for 6 to 12 to 16, you know, 16 weeks. Um, we you were going to say months then. I was yeah, like, oh, oh, months oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, please. I, I mean, realistically, <laughs> I'm hoping, you know, in a, in a couple of months, you know, we'll come out of this. Mm-hmm. And you know the, the whole thing would have disappeared because we would have, everybody who's going to have it would have had it and the incubation periods would have finished. Um, so I'm really that's what I'm kind of hoping for. But yeah, we, we just don't. But let, let's say it is at least two months or maybe longer. We we have to start making choices now. You know, like the gym membership or you know that holiday that we were going to book or that that course or you mm-hmm. know that that other uh, uh, event that we were going to go on do we actually book it or do we wait and do we start tightening our belt now or do we you know do we just live on the fat for a bit you know now and enjoy it and enjoy the uh, do the gardening uh, or you know well, what are we doing with that well yesterday in sainsbury's after boris's thing i went and bought a bottle of chateau neuf de pap that i have always wanted to buy because it's a very expensive bottle of wine and I just sort of thought, well, F it. I've looked at that bottle of wine for maybe a year thinking I would love to buy that bottle of wine and I just did it. So, um, you know, there's a, there can be a little bit of recklessness, but also yeah. I'm definitely tightening my belt and thinking, yeah. you know, I, I um, unsubscribed for some programs that I use that maybe were costing me like £40 a month. And I thought, well, they're not, you know, totally necessary. So I've started unsubscribing from things and, and just trying to make the business leaner. Mm-hmm. Which is always a good thing, anyway, because your expenses eat into your business profits, and it just makes good business sense if you don't need things to to, to pull it back, doesn't it? Just thinking about things, 
people think about things differently. Um, the gaming world is really interesting. So my partner, his business is um, graphics, uh, concept art for gaming. And he showed me yesterday eSports, which is doing sports virtually. Um, Lewis Hamilton and all the Formula One drivers are now having their own eSports. And they? he was showing me Lewis Hamilton driving on the eSports track with a commentator talking over the top of it. And it looked like Formula One. Oh my God. So good. And it's like, well, yeah, maybe we need all the footballers. Maybe the maybe the thing. Maybe need all the footballers on Nintendo doing a foot. You know, maybe maybe that. So I think, I think there'll be a moment of ah, and then it's like oh, yeah. Maybe we, maybe we can. You know, maybe if you've got your local pub, and you have a quiz night, could you do that virtually? Yeah. Well, we yeah. could have this delivery business going on, in parallel with a virtual quiz night. Yeah. You know, so if we well you can have your drinks come on through and they give you yeah. the quid <laughs> go. Steve, what are you gonna do i mean i know you 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 lead a kind of a playboy lifestyle compared oh. to debbie you know? oh steve what have you been up to look out the window you dear listener you cannot see the view out of steve's window but he's in a, in a lovely apartment in a lovely part of nottingham so you know he is leaving living a, a wonderful lifestyle steve tell us <laughs> what you're gonna do oh. uh it well yeah uh, i i'm not sure that's entirely true but i'm too old for that um uh, you know everything that 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 debbie said i i agree with i'm i'm uh I, my, my lifestyle isn't particularly lavish anyway i cook a lot for me and kate um uh, and and you know we we spend each time at each other's places um uh we haven't got holidays booked although there is a weekend in cornwall coming up uh, in in a pub where I, I you know at the moment we're still planning um we'll have to decide whether that that is sensible but we'll take advice from this cornish pub um so but other than that i'm I, i've got in mind that there's lots of little projects that i've put off uh, you know the, these yeah. things that, that have gone on for you, and 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 I'm just getting my head around that that's entertainment as well. That it's 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 things that are good. I, I've always been a big declutterer. I do I do it every two, three, five years. Get rid of loads of stuff because um, stuff just builds up. And I'm going to do some more of that. Uh, free cycle stuff. Um, mm -hmm. You know, putting it on the door outside the door so you can come and pick it up without having to shake my hand or say thank you <laughs> Steve, let me know when you do that and uh, you know let us know in advance because me and debbie i mean i might debbie, i don't know about you but... <laughs> no i'm a massive declutterer i don't want oh, yeah. stuff in my house <laughs> well i'm the opposite i collect stuff you know all right <laughs> you know, i've got i've got i've got a, a box of about 100 business books that from from the 80s and 90s and that are going to go somewhere. If you want those to see them, you can have them. Um, hey, I, I've got, I was a judge on the Business Book Awards um, and I've got like two feet of books here that I haven't even read. So, yeah. um, it's, it's, there's so, a challenge. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's all this content. It's not just stuff, but it's, it's content. Um, yeah. I, and, and one of the challenges that I'm finding with, say with LinkedIn is that there's, so many people now offering solutions and wanting to help you through your your covid d challenges and, and what have you this is more content and i can't cope with it 
I, I, I decluttered all my newsletters. I, 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 I turned them all off so that my, my inbox is a few emails a day. Yeah. And 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 because there's Very just sad. too much. Stuff yeah, we are bombarded. This overload. Yeah, and and that's the challenge, isn't it? You know, how are we going to cope with all this this information? If we are any sense of what other people like us are going through, it feels like we're in control of our emotions. We're in control of our our state of being, and we've got balance. You know. We have a sense of reality uh, of what's going on around us, and we're not living in this crazy land of huge panic. And I, and I think we're lucky because we get we got to see. I don't know if it's luck is the right word. China came first, then Italy, and then Europe, and we are we've got the benefit of their experience. Mm -hmm. so we're able to kind of absorb the fact that these things are good were going to happen anyway and now they finally happened so we've got a sense of relief that they're finally here yeah uh, yeah um we said we seem to have a grip of what we're trying to achieve in our own business and what we need to do to keep it moving which is being flexible and being a, a, being innovative um so that's really it's really comforting to know that you're thinking like this and it's not just me being i'm not too worried about it i mean i went to the gym this morning and they say don't go to places that are crowded and the gym definitely was not one of those places which was crowded <laughs> you know there'd normally be like 50 people in there this morning and there were five of us so i felt pretty safe actually oh well that's okay i did read a, i did read a report that walking a dog twice a day is better for your health than going to the gym anyway so maybe just pretend you've got a dog and yes. walk around if you, if oh, you that, like going to the gym and i like you, know, you can you can but if you can't go to the gym which you won't be able to at some i won't point, be able to you can yeah. just walk a dog yeah yeah and in, in the well, week's just get on a string and just pull it behind <laughs> you and go around the you know go around the uh, if i carry a can somebody's going to chase me for that can <laughs> what's inside of it i don't think things have gone that bad yet but uh... well if i had a toilet roll then i'm definitely going to get chased by people wanting yeah. that toilet roll toilet roll did you, did you see I, I mean i didn't know whether this was entrepreneurial or what but on ebay some of you were selling 72 packs of, of toilet rolls for <laughs> twice twice the retail price but, but people were buying them as well well good for them for doing that and well or is it because others were saying this is terrible profiting from all of this yeah, uh, and, and, yeah, yeah. I, find, I find that uncomfortable i was in holland and barrett getting some vitamins and she said that some people had bought up all the hand sanitizer and were reselling it at like seven times the retail value and she has a regular in the Holland and Barrett who has uh, leg dressings and leg ulcers. And she's not supposed to change those leg dressings unless she ha sanitizes her hands. So there are real people that need these mm. products. So I don't think it's entrepreneurial doing that kind of thing. I think it's a bit, bit scuzzy, isn't it? It, it is a bit scuzzy, okay. but, you know, hopefully society will, will kind of manage that, you know, don't do that. It's not but there's a, there's, a, there's a question in Just buy a copy of The Guardian. Yeah read it and then cut it up into squares you know this is what my yeah. nan said what are people doing we just used to use newspaper in the old days so there, there are always alternatives aren't there we need to just think in different ways it doesn't yeah. have to be kleenex it can be something else if we literally do run out 
we're not just going to have dirty bums. You know, well, we will be able share... to solve that as human beings, you know. Can I share something from my cultural background? That yeah, please. People from the South Asian world, we use water. Yeah, we... my friend Amapreet, she has like a squeezy bottle of water next to her toilet and she says that that's what they use in her family, you know. And so... we're laughing. People are, you know, people in my community are laughing at people worrying about toilet paper because we're thinking, hey, just get a bottle, you know, yeah. and we have a special, you know, special jugs that we use and, and a special shower heads. And we're just laughing at it all because toilet paper is such a non-issue, you know. Yeah. yeah. If that's, that's what you're worried about, you know, and if you've ever traveled to Asia, the water is, you know, the predominant use. Uh, it's Japan, many... that's where you need to be. Where yeah. Where oh, my God, Japan. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, that... so, when I went to the Asian supermarket to buy a big bag of rice, I did know that they had so much Luro in there. Sainsbury's yeah. next door, totally empty. So that's that's the reason why it's just not an issue, is it? It's just no. not an issue. So, you know, if, if I could share one thing with you, that would yeah. make it like, get a <laughs> bottle and fill it with water, you know, yeah. and end this madness. End it now. <laughs> yeah. Or at least get the water to last, the toilet roll to last a little bit longer. Yeah. yeah, but I just think we've got to, we've got to we've got to believe that we're more resilient than that. Absolutely. <laughs> but there's a, there's a couple of really good points in that toilet roll discussion. One is you've got to be innovative around, you know, the the the, the way that you behave so differently. You know, wiping your bum. But but also this whole thing is is it entrepreneurial to to get the the, the toilet rolls or the you know and we're thinking no it's not but but what is okay in this environment because yeah. I, I, you know we we don't want to take advantage of people but things have changed think things that, yeah. you know people are going to have to behave in a different way meetings are going to be held differently coaching is going to be held differently. Um, what what is it okay to offer that's just supporting and enabling, and what is uh, what isn't okay because it's ripping off? And and in there, I think we you know there are there are services we could provide and, and value mm -hmm. that we could offer that should be paid for because because that's yeah. how we earn our living, you know. Well, yeah. I think there's some good points there, and and you're touching on on you know the concept of making a living and profiteering, and I think. And I, and I want to be doing something that after this has gone, after we're through this, that I can look back at people who I know and I've worked with can look at me and say, he was all right. You know, yeah. he was there to support us. Ron, that, that effing, that <laughs> bloody guy over there, you know, I mean, you know, he made so much money out of this, this toilet paper business. Yeah. But I'd never, ever work with him ever again. I'm never yeah. going to touch that guy. And, and I don't want to be that, I, you know, I, I just it's want to It's where your be... values are, isn't it? It goes back to values. It, it's, it truly does. So I think we should, you know, we, there are going to be people that are profiteering. And you know what? If somebody's willing to sell something for three, four, seven times more, there has to be somebody who's willing to buy it as well. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. So there's two sides of the equation. Yeah, markets are made, yeah. Yeah. As, as a buyer, you know, we have to be sensible as well. You know, you know, my, my, my dear wife loves the cornflakes. <laughs> and she was worried she couldn't get any cornflakes and I was thinking you know what I'll go to Lidl and buy their cornflakes it's still cornflakes or I'm or you know buy them I, we were at the cereal counters 
all the the sugary, horrible kind of uh, cereals were were gone, but all that's, the healthy, the healthy so stuff was there. Yeah, it is. You know, the mueslis, all the varieties of mueslis were still there, and I'm yeah. thinking, I'm going to be okay. You can yeah. get oats. I can tell you that there's oats. That's what I eat. There's oats. Yeah, I've got my porridge, so I better, I better start making some oat milk. That's that's my next thing. I'm oh gonna God, yeah, definitely. Vegetables, make me own oat milk. It's going to be a, I'm going to be a different Debbie. We are. So I just want to we kind of bring this to a close because we're having too much fun here <laughs> out of this horrible situation. <laughs> uh, Isn't it lovely though to get to talk to people about it? Well, it is. And, and before, I, I hopefully you're gonna you're gonna talk about how we can continue even just this conversation. Yeah, yeah. I, I think maybe this we. Is, this is this. what's important. Yeah, maybe we should do this again in a month and see. Yeah, see yeah. Let's 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 timetable that in in a month. And I think it's an interesting we, conversation. Yeah, let's do it again in a month. Yeah. But I I think what I'd like from you is uh, your top two takeaways from this conversation. What have you got? Um, and I tell you what I've got. I've got lunch with Debbie and Steve because Debbie's going to be a few thousand pound richer as a result of this conversation because <laughs> of the advice Steve has provided, and I've facilitated that. And I know Debbie's a caring, sharing person, and she's going to say, "Guys, you know what? Lunch is on me when we meet." So <laughs> I've got that <laughs> definitely. Start restaurant. Even better, thank you. Yeah, let's go to Sat Baines because <laughs> oh, yeah. we're going to want a party when this is over, aren't we? Hey, dear listener, you heard that, okay? So, you're <laughs> so that's my takeaway. That's my. It's actually a real. It's not a takeaway. It's a, a sit-down meal. Thank you for that. So, what about what about, <laughs> Debbie? What have you got from this conversation? So, I've learned I'm going to be two thousand pounds poorer when I have to take you guys to Sat Baines at the end of this situation. <laughs> Um, do you know what the best thing that's come out of this is that you can be quite maudlin when you're on your own like I've, I've had a client call today I've done some bits and bobs I found it quite difficult to be motivated and focused yeah. and having this conversation with the pair of you and and really exercising my my entrepreneurial muscles and thinking about options for different businesses has just kind of helped me personally deal with this situation. Great. And I think that's that's my takeaway really is we're not in it on our own, are we? And when we talk and exchange ideas and, you know, Steve loves asking questions and we do those things, we're much better able to come to results and resolutions to problems than banging our head against laptops trying to figure it all out on our own fantastic so thank, thank you because it's been a it's been a it's been a really great experience well i'm i'm in, i've definitely enjoyed it and i'm thinking about how much more i'm going to enjoy that meal reinforcing the thinking there i like i like your approach uh, I, I i what debbie said i i, I absolutely um this is the first conversation uh, um, where we've talked about uh, um, shared these things together. Uh, and and I, I mean, on the one that, that I, I was on earlier, the conversation I was on earlier, it was a bit maudlin. It was about old oh, mm. same. And my my leaving point to them was actually, guys, you've got to have you've. You know, we've got to bring bring encouragement, enthusiasm, and positivity because, as Debbie's just said, you know, it, it's there are some some things that will come out of this that we can 
you know, be enthusiastic about, even if it means a change in mindset, a change in, in, in what we do. Um, and so we should encourage each other to, 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 to think more positively. So that's what I take from it. Fantastic. Well, I've got to say thank you very much to Steve, Steve Hobbs and Debbie Duda, because thank that is you. a wonderful name that I know you by. Um, and it's been a really fascinating conversation. I hope, dear listener, you've got some value out of it. I know I have, you know, working on my own um, as an entrepreneur, working with other entrepreneurs. So it's been really, really useful. And we will get together again in a month's time. Yeah. And we'll see where, what we're thinking about in a month's time. So uh, thanks very much for listening. Uh, we are on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. And if you want to connect with any of us, can you just um, tell me how we connect with you, Debbie? Uh, yeah, so uh, my business is, is got a funny spelling. So it's Debbie Duda, but it's uh, got three O's in the middle and it ends in a D-A-H. So it's Debbie D-O-O-O-D-A-H. And that's, I'm everywhere. That's .co.uk.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest. So just, you can find me. Come find me. Thank you. And Steve, how do we connect with you? Asking better questions. Google that. .co.uk is the website. Asking better questions. Amazing. Fantastic. Thank you very much for that. That's wonderful to speak to you all. Speak to you again in a month's time. Bye.